Mic check, one, two. Everybody ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. All right, roll the intro. Geek PD. Welcome to Geek PD. The show where we investigate anything comic books, movies, TV shows to infinity and beyond. And I'm Ian. <laughs> Hello, Ian. <laughs> my name is Detective Miggs. And my name is... Are we calling ourselves We're detectives? Geek detectives? Yeah, we, we are geek detectives. And Sorry. my name is, I guess, Geek Detective Dre. It's so tacky, but I kind of dig it. I like no, it. It is I like not. It. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's right up your alley. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you know, our branding, we are called Geek PD. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to tell you what the PD stands for. We'll leave that up to interpretation. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we <can> probably <laughs> welcome everyone. Welcome to the precinct. Well, we are yeah, yeah. Geek PD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we we are Geek PD, and welcome to the pilot episode of Geek PD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just in case you guys are wondering, what are the faces to the voices that you are hearing? My name is Migs, and I am a film student, and basically I am the cynical one of the group, where I like to counteract everyone else's beliefs and start fights with people that are obviously going to beat me. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to really. I I I second that motion. Migs mm-hmm. will start a fight, mm-hmm. both on purpose or even not on purpose. He's oh always, yeah, he's mm-hmm. gonna say something that just picks at somebody from the listeners. He actually doesn't realize he's fighting someone until he finishes his point. No, I do, but do nobody's you? safe. I'm here. Square up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> he, 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 he nobody is safe. Yeah, I don't know. No. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Okay, yeah. So my name is Ian. I'm Geek Detective Ian. I'm your resident IT because these uh, <laughs> these two fellows here are rather bo- baby boomer bio. No, hey, I know I know a decent amount about IT. I'm tech support in a lot of different places. I know what a computer is. Yeah, a compute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I mean uh, from from I I can be I, I know all about audio software. Mm-hmm. I know all about XLR inputs, you know, PL Female jacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but more importantly, I am usually the resident punching bag or the demilitarized zone between <laughs> these two. Yeah, so one of you is probably North Korea. Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, probably. We can. I mean, we yeah. can do whatever the heck it's, we want. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> someone's south, someone's north. Yeah, why? You got something against North Korea? No. Hey, no. man, I'm. I'm the one. I'm the one South kid in this group of people. Both of these guys are from the north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, I'm. I'm from. I'm an Alabanger, by the way. That's that's what I am. Hey, Ian, you forgot to tell them what what course. I mean, for what for for what it's worth. Oh just yeah. So okay. Know. So I'm a communication arts major. I'm currently working in a production house. I'm actually mm-hmm. a director of photography. So usually when I do these recordings, I am coming from like a 50 hour work shoot. So hello, voice. Good to <laughs> see you. See you again. And of course. Again, my name is Dre. I'm Geek Detective Dre. You're Geek Detective we'll, Dre. We'll, we'll ride with that we'll name. We'll work with it. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll work with it. I, or I, you I, can just say G-Tective. G- <laughs> 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 it's, it's the same amount of syllables. Yeah, no, um, but it doesn't roll off the tongue as what geek as bad as Geek Detective. I kind of like a, I kind of like Geek Detective better than G-Tective. Because Geek Detective makes us feel like we're even trying even harder. Okay, fine. Yeah, so we'll go okay. with Geek Detective. Okay. So. Obviously, these two people, I mean, we got a com arts major who works for a production house. We got a, a film major. But I just want you guys to know that this is not a podcast just about geek films. It's about geek everything. And to justify. That's what Dre tells himself to sleep better at night. Yeah. And just to, <laughs> and to justify that, 
I'm a culinary arts major. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, technically, I mean, you're still a geek. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. I mean, just to, to justify that we're not a film, just a film podcast. Yeah, because we got two film people yeah. here, and you got a culinary arts guy. So and geeks come in every sh- shape and size. Yeah. Come and on. mental note, you know, this show was originally supposed to be called Delicious Adventure, Red Drake. Because <laughs> <laughs> we literally went on a podcast name generator. generator. And it came out with Delicious Adventures. Still on the table, by the way. Yeah, but we figured that people would get confused and think that we were a food show of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, I'm not opposed to having a Geek PD episode where we do mukbangs or something. We're just, <laughs> <laughs> we're just eating on these mics. We have the tech. It's an hour-long recording of us just... Today, we're eating the pumpkin patch pastries from Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Now, you know what? I think before we get a little out of hand, we should get into our main case for today. It's not really even a case. Or maybe we should give a background as to what our show is structured like. Mm -hmm. Should we? Yeah. All right. Obviously, we're being very rough. That's our pilot, guys. Mm -hmm. Cut cut us a little bit of slack. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's our top gun. It's our pilot. Yeah. By the way, I'm also the resident pun master of the group. So expect to hear a lot of really great puns and also a bunch of really bad jokes that I will nevertheless commit to. Followed by a chair flying overhead from across the table. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a bang, that's that's the chair yeah. hitting my head. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no life insurance for this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we have no benefits whatsoever. Yeah. Although, how, Dre, like, you are a culinary arts student. Yeah. How exactly did you get yourself into the rabbit hole that is being a geek? Ooh, okay. So were we getting into the... Uh, what did you call them? Background checks. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So clearly, okay, you know what? With all with all these kind of little th- dorky things, we're t- obviously Geek PD, we're trying to be like a some kind of noir police department. I just told them what PD stands for. <laughs> no. Oh, no. It stands for pizza. The <laughs> secret. P- pizza dot. Pizza dot. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that's a theme. So expect a bunch of really bad puns and a lot of really, really great attempts at making it everything <laughs> theme related. So this, we're, we're riding with it. Yeah, that's okay. why we're geek detectives, and that's why this next little segment is called the background check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, actually, you know what? This could totally work too when we get guests that's on the show. We can that's do a little true. background check on them. Yeah. So, I guess our first background check is going to be on me, since Migs did pitch, pick, picks, pitch that question to me. Now, for me, it it, it goes way, way back. I, it's hard for me to remember. Do y'all know when the first Transformers movie came out? Was it two thousand seven? G one. No, 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 one? no. Uh, the Shia LaBeouf one, the very first oh, one. Oh, oh, the Michael 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2007. Now, it's, it's, I don't want, I'm going to try to condense this story the best that I can because it, it can get really, really, really long. Mm-hmm. But to kind of sum it up, there was this one time that my family went out to the mall, but I couldn't go with them. It was a Friday because I was sick at home, mm-hmm. right? And around that time, Transformers was just showing. And my dad, since I was sick at home, thought it would be a nice little gift to buy me the uh, leader class Optimus Prime. So for those people who don't know, Transformers do, uh, the Transformers action figures do have three different classes, or at least three basic classes. They've, it's evolved over the years, uh-huh. but there's the, the, the deluxe class, mm-hmm. which is more of like a, just a, I wouldn't say small, like a regular sized Transformers action figure. You got the, the Voyager class, which is my personal favorite. It's a little bigger than a, than a deluxe class, so I think it's, it's just the right. I'd say it's eight, about eight inches tall. Although nowadays, you know, with cost of production going going way up, and so mm-hmm. you get more expensive Voyager class figures, but they're much much smaller. Yeah. And I, sometimes I might actually talk about cost of production stuff like that because 
Before being a culinary arts major, I used to be an economics major as well. Ooh, the plot uh, awakens. The thought plickens. The thought plickens, yes. So moving back, they did get me the leader class. The leader class is the biggest class at that time at least. And to me, I've... I've never heard of Transformers before, mm-hmm. and I mean prior the, to the yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah, the very first time I heard about it, which is, I mean, you can hear how surprised Ian is because I'm one of, I guess, the resident Transformers dorks of of this group because you I should see his collection. Yeah, for how reference, many, how many Transformers do you have? Uh, since that day to current day, I have 110 Transformers action figures. Wow. Yeah. So it, and it all started with that one leader class, Optimus Prime that my dad bought me because I was sick at home. So I got it and I'm like, oh cool, a robot. (laughs) And then I looked at the box and I'm like, this robot turns into a truck, right? So I I get into- Oh my God. Very acute observation. Yeah, no, so- (laughs) It transforms. (laughs) It's called Transformers and it transforms. So I get into that, you know, I start playing with it and I'm like, well, there are other figures in this this line and this thing's kind of cool. I I gotta have them. Yeah, I'm like, why don't I check out the others? So I start dipping my toes into buying more Transformers action figures. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I was a a casual fan of, I mean, I knew about Marvel characters as well. You know, um, As much as the next person. As much as the next person, exactly. And I started seeing some Marvel action figures. I mean, everybody knows about Marvel Legends. Yes. I mean, for those people... The Toy Biz line? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a Toy Biz, for those people who don't know, was the one of the original producers of arguably the best mm-hmm. at the time, producers of Marvel action figures. Everybody, I think, owned at least one Marvel Legends figure. They just didn't know or at least don't know that it is a Marvel Legends. Because like, before that, there were no movies out. So you would base them off of the comic books or any cartoons that were out. So everyone had different variations of Spider-Man. Yeah, so well, the thing the thing about the Marvel Legends action figures, so I would get into Transformers, uh-huh. and while I'd be perusing the the toy section, mm-hmm. well, it, I kind of the very first time it happened to me is I was in SMB Kutan, not the sponsor, but if you want to sponsor us, SMB Kutan, <laughs> feel free. Yeah, I, I'm also the resident. Uh, what would you call me? I'm like the cash out. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, if sponsors want to come in, you know, you let me know. You let me know. I'm free for that stuff. So let's go. No, uh-huh. but I, I I was the listen. I was in SMB Kutan. This was the time where supermarkets still had a toy section. Mm-hmm. Well, they still kind of do. Yeah, but not not the kind that we did back then. Uh-huh. They were they were a little smaller, but they had a similar variety or the similar selection to like the department stores. Yeah, because this this supermarket toy section had Marvel Legends. Yeah, and at that time, I remember it was like six hundred pesos, which back then was a lot. Was a, was lot. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it was it was on sale for around four hundred. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom, and I, at that time, my mom like I I wasn't as into action figures as as I am now, so it was very rare for me to ask for a figure. So she's like, "Yeah, go pick one." So I saw the um the the classic War Machine. Ooh, mm. yeah. And for all those people that don't know, the Marvel Legends back then came with comic books mm-hmm. of the character that mm-hmm. yeah. you got, mm-hmm. and that was definitely just the the, the beginning of the da- downward spiral into the black hole. Don't say it's a downward spiral, Dre. It's the an upward spiral. No one's gonna listen. <laughs> the upward spiral that is the black hole to geek dumb and dork dumb. Because you know, I buy trans or my dad got me Transformers. I got intrigued about more Transformers, so I started lingering in the toy section. I found the Marvel Legends. I got that comic book, and I was like, yo, comic books are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read comics before, yeah. but every time I'd buy a new Marvel Legends figure, i get another comic book. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where I would buy, what are they called? The um, back issues? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like older comic books. 
And my dad would go to fill bars. He'd buy the, the comic books that, at the time, they were 20 pesos each, dude. Yeah, so nobody was, really knew their wealth, their, their worth of that Yeah, time. so my dad would come home with a couple of issues. Usually issues that were totally unrelated to each other too like i'd have a deathlock one and then a gambit one yeah yeah i mean yeah. you know they're 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 both marvel but mm-hmm. it's just it totally unrelated on characters. different ends of the spectrum yeah but that kind of gave me even a, a wider kind of spectrum of knowledge on marvel characters mm-hmm. and again once you get into once i got into the comic books there was just no stopping from there yep yeah you and, just have one exactly and I'd, I'd go on youtube when youtube was very very young mm-hmm. and watch just, just Action, rev- action figure reviews of like Marvel Legends, Transformers, and they t- start talking about certain lore about them. I learned about the the '80s cartoon of Transformers, and I started robots watch- in disguise. Yeah, I started watching that, and I'm sure everybody remembers Beast Wars. Beast Wars. Yeah, that was when Optimus Prime was a monkey. Optimus oh, yeah. Primal. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was about to say Optimus mm-hmm. Primal. But it's funny how they went with a clever name for Optimus, Optimus Primal. Megatron was a T-Rex, but he was still named Megatron. <laughs> Megatrix. <laughs> I am Megatrix, otherwise known as Megatrix. <laughs> and the, the Bumblebee at the time was... Cheetor. Cheetor, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I always found it funny. And the funny thing is, before I got into action figures, because Beast Wars came out way before the Michael yeah. Bay movies. Yeah. So I, I loved that series, but I didn't even... like The whole idea of Transformers, that whole franchise never really sunk in mm-hmm. until I started learning about them from the action figure reviews. Mm-hmm. So I started looking them up on uh, what, what what were the different avenues we could watch them back then? Transformers? Sheesh. No, like, just like TV series. TV, man. yeah. And they used to air it on Studio 23 yeah. and it wasn't Tagalog. And, <laughs> or it was on Toonami. Yeah, or no, there were there used to be websites on YouTube. Uh, not on YouTube. Oh no, that internet. was a time when Cartoon Network still had Toonami as a subsidiary. Oh yeah, as a subsidiary. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you they would there would be a link on their Cartoon Network website, and they would have live streams there of the episode that they released for the week. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I guess that that really was it. I mean, I I would have to th- I have my dad to thank at first for just thinking about getting me like a good choice too. I mean, looking back, the Optimus Prime from the two thousand seven movie it was it was not a great figure. Like it's just. It was great for, for the time it was created, but looking at it, it was too, super chunky. It did not look like Optimus Prime in the movie. But for what it was, that's what got me into all the geekdom that I'm into now. There's nothing like your first figure. Yeah, and you know what? Okay, I, I wouldn't know if that was my first figure. because mm-hmm. well, your first Transformers figure, I mean. Yeah, because as kids, I mean, especially you know us, we, we, we get toys every now and then. I remember mm-hmm. having an old He-Man action figure, mm-hmm. but... It was, I guess, more of having your first figure that kicked off the collection. Yeah. yeah. The collection phase. And yeah, that, to me, triggered everything. Mm-hmm. The start of that just kind of led into everything else. And I guess I have Transformers to think because, first and foremost, I am a Transformers fan. Mm-hmm. And it's it's why, I guess I would say I'm, I'm, I'm a resident expert on Transformers and Transformers lore. Mm-hmm. And because that's that's what I was into first. And then I got into Marvel and got really addicted to everything geek related and then everything non-comic book geek related after that and the rest is history man you mind if i test that how how well versed are you in transformers oh, you, lore you're gonna put me on the spot right yeah, now I'm gonna put after you on the spot okay well jokes on you if i mess it up we'll just cut it <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll give the right answer but let's try. look it up first but all right so before the transition or in between the transition of beast wars to beast machines mm-hmm. there was a story arc of black arachnia Going from Ooh. the Predacons yeah. to the Auto? No, what were they called? 
Oh, uh, you don't even know. Oh, wait, no, I Mix. do know. All right, I'm going to take it back to you. What What are they called? They are called the animal bots. <laughs> the animorphs. <laughs> the animorphs. <laughs> the animals. animals. Okay, well, okay. Where are you going with this, Migs? What What is the who rather is the Transformers counterpart of Black Arachnia? Black Arachnia? Would you? You know what? I don't have a specific person in mind, but I would say it's either RC or Alita One. RC? But was RC evil? Was she a Decepticon? No, but then again, uh, stars. How you were saying a counterpart? Maximals. Yeah. Mac, yeah, yeah. No, because given that same context, the Starscream counterpart uh, in in Beast Wars was Dinobot. Yeah, Dinobot, and he went good later mm-hmm. on. Starscream was never good, right? So, what do you do? You do you have an actual answer for? No, me I was, was hoping you knew. <laughs> no, my that's my theory. If not, if it wasn't a completely non like it wasn't based on anything, if it was just her own character, mm-hmm. then I would say it's either RC or Elite One. Mm. But it, it, I would definitely say it might be RC because RC was much more popular mm-hmm. in that she got a lot more screen time. And she was in the 1986 Transformers movie. Mm. She was there. And for us people who don't know, she's the pink one. Applause, Dre. Applause. Pretty good. Yeah, I know. That's my best attempt. Now, I'm going to throw the question back to you, Migs. Yeah. Let me do a little background check on you. What would you say? Are you wh- calling me to the stand, Dre? I'm calling you to the stand. <laughs> hey, not that segment yet. Right, right, right. right. Geek detective mix. <laughs> something I got to get used to saying, but I'm it's starting to grow on me. I kind of like it. Cross-examination. It is a cross-examination at this point. Objection! It's a <laughs> totally different franchise. Anyways, now what would you say would be your defining moment in the context of the moment that got in, got in you? Got in. That got you into... The dork that you are right now, the geekdom, so to speak. Well, for me, there wasn't exactly a momentary catalyst to me turning into a geek. It was more of a gradual thing. But I do remember the first time that I got a graphic novel. Okay. And it was Civil War New Avengers, where it was basically jumping from each new Avenger and how they were being affected by the Civil War. Mm-hmm. At that time was the ongoing crossover event for Marvel. Yeah. That's what got me into collecting comic books because the only comic books that I had at that time were the ones that were donated to me by my grandfather because he passed it down. There were a bunch wow. of issues of Gambit, Cable, Sonic the Hedgehog, Archie Comics. Can I just add, do you still have those? Of course I do. They're all, Yo, how yeah. are they? I put them all into sleeves. Good, good so call. So they're all fine. They're, eventually, I know, how, I know that they're going to have a lot of worth in the future, but I'm never going to sell them because I intend to pass that down of to my course. children. Of course, yeah. And for just a, a little digression, for all those people that own comic books, that aren't in sleeves mm-hmm. just so you know you can go to comic book shops the only one that I just, know that it still exists right now that has a good selection of stuff is Comic Odyssey or Phil Bars Phil Bars is still good yeah no I mean that that actually sell the plastics sleeves? yeah oh they do Phil Bars yeah. yeah okay yeah. then you can go to Phil Bars and you can get uh, plastic sleeves for your comic books and the white piece the white piece the, the of cardboard the white paper yeah. back thing for those people who don't know that white piece of cardboard is not just so that you it, know, it, it, it makes it makes it it pop. Not only does it make it not fold, that is acid-free cardboard, oh. so that it can stay in the package without degrading your comic book. Oh, that is amazing! Yeah. So for all the people, you know. again, who have comic books that are not in plastic sleeves and don't have your cardboard little backing, go to your local fill bars or Comic For Odyssey sure. or any comic book shop you know, and get that there to protect the value. And it's just not if you if you don't plan on selling them. 
than just to protect the quality of comic yeah. books. So when you do pass them down or you keep it in your collection, it stays and then you get to look at it when it's like it, yeah. it's not all broken. And, and you got to get that now because even if you don't see it as something that, you know, you're into, even if it's just like an heirloom to you, they do comic books are one of the few things that do increase value over time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you are going to want to get that comic book that's just lying around sealed because in the future you don't know how much it's going to be worth. Yeah. Although nowadays it's still I know it doesn't provide the same experience, mm-hmm. but most like you know nowadays especially for Marvel and DC. Yeah. When you purchase a an issue, let's yeah. say a currently ongoing issue. Yeah. Like a single issue? Yeah, like a single issue yeah. of an ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Usually they try to add more longevity to the purchase by giving you a free digital code to own the issue yeah. on digital too. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not the same experience, but for people yeah. who don't value, I mean, for people who don't it want be, to get into the collecting business as yeah. much, and let's say, let's say for some reason they lose their physical copy, it's nice that there's this of contingency. Yeah. yeah. Granted, I mean, of course, it, I totally understand for people. I, I give people who read digital comics so much flack because I mean, I'm a purist in that I enjoy the flipping through the pages. That's yeah, true. Of course. Yeah, and way back when in, in the in the well, I mean, I was born 1995, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm I'm a little old, but I mean, we we all are in that way. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I remember the the old comics, and I really enjoyed seeing the little ads, the 90s ads you see oh. on them, and that was really oh, great. with those coupons you could cut yeah. and send in the mail. So yeah. that that to me was just a great little experience, and and I, but then also, granted, I understand why some people want to go digital because comic books are expensive, man. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And also, it's Especially much more practical to bring yeah. other places. Yeah, um, that's true. You don't have to worry about it getting folded in your bag or yeah. anything. Because like a single issue comic book right now runs for about almost two fifty to three hundred pesos for one issue. And sometimes it's a back issue long. Yeah. Although, granted, it does come in a plastic and does have your asset-free cardboard. But so. Do you think it's a privilege or a right to have that? Because when you buy comic books most of the time, especially a single issues, they're already in the casing. In the Philippines, but in a lot of other places. It's not. In the States, in Europe. Wow. It, well, that's it, a luxury I don't, yeah, I don't it's, fully it's luxury, appreciate. Yeah, it's a luxury we have in the Philippines. But anyways, going back to Migs's Yeah, going back to check. like the very first comic book that I had, I would read through these storylines where the different superheroes were going through the Civil War and the after effects of it. And at that time, I didn't exactly know the characters yet. I knew them from Marvel.com. I knew their stats and their oh, names and everything. But Marvel. I didn't know them as people and as genuine human beings. Oh, you just saw so. their biopic profile. Dude, Marvel.com. <laughs> biopics that yeah was, that was crazy cool yeah and the thing is like the way they humanize the characters now the superheroes nowadays they make them so relatable even if they're in an unrelatable situation like, I've never like been they're cosmic beings yeah or, exactly exactly. I've never been in a civil war but like at the same time I know how it feels like to be locked up in your room and not being understood by anybody which at that time was the storyline for Spider-Woman because she was a triple agent and nobody knew who to trust so anyway, I, I started to get personalities that were associated to these superheroes, and I started to fall in love with them and the art of superhero like comic book making. Because a lot of people say that superhero comic books, they're not as in-depth as those artsy comic books, like from the ones from Vertigo or Image mm-hmm. Comics and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But you got to understand, these characters already have their, already, already have their own stories written. Mm-hmm. It's just how they keep going up, up with their lives, with the burden that they have of superpowers and being a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Now I I do want to ask because you do mention the Civil War series to be the first comic book that you got. Yes. Yeah. Now, 
uh, to all the people who like Mark are Miller. aware, well, or I guess the first unaware. graphic novel collection that I got. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. oh but, but is that what you're considering to be the, your Kickstarter? What, what like the catalyst? The catalyst? No, to your... it was really Marvel.com because at that time we didn't have Facebook yet. Yeah. So like I would spend all my days just reading the biographies of different comic book characters on Marvel.com. So this is prior. Is this prior to getting that Civil War comic yes. or after? Okay. Much 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 prior. Because I was a little I was I was a little intrigued because that that Civil War comic is relatively. I mean, it's not new, mm-hmm. but it's relatively new. Yeah, I mean, for, for for people, you know, of, of of our age, I guess, so to speak, yeah. and our level of geek geekdom or dorkiness, yeah. I I really would have imagined that you know you had something. Oh as no, a it was kid, a long yeah. time coming. I was a geek ever since I got my first action figure, which was the incredible my first action figure from the Marvel Legends toy line. Yeah, uh, the Toy Biz one. Yeah, mm. uh, it was the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, and of course it came with a comic book. Is this the series one Hulk? Yes. Oh. The, did you get the gray or the green one? The gr- the green one. Good, because everybody, yeah. you know, the green one is the harder one to find because mm-hmm. everybody could only get the gray one because the green one is really rare. So everybody just had gray Hulks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is uh, I I believe was might have been canon. There His was first appearance was gray. Yeah. Yes. So for all people don't know, the you first know why? Appear- why? <laughs> green ink was too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and I guess, he had two toes, three toes. Yeah. Two in the front, one in the back. For all those people who don't know, then that's two, he was like a Ninja Turtle. Basically. Kind of, except his heel was another two toes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the more you know, the yeah, original the more you know. Hulk was gray. Yeah. So, you would definitely say that your first kind of catalyst into your geekdom was also a lack of melanin. <laughs> what? <laughs> gray. So, an action, an action figure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and more notably, even. Marvel Legends because it came mm-hmm. with them. you know even I, I guess looking back to although Transformers were what kind of led me to everything else mm-hmm. what really got me into it was the comic books that came with Marvel Legends yeah mm. because that's really that's your first experience with the universe and that's what really made you feel like you were collecting these comics because they are they're not from the same comic book line they're not they're yeah. sometimes about different characters who were like never met yeah. So like you're getting the bulk of the Marvel universe in little pieces. Yeah. Do you remember those Marvel Legends action figures that didn't come with comics mm-hmm. but came with like a really shiny poster? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You know, one. It, for me it came to a point where even if those are technically the rarer ones, mm-hmm. I preferred to find the ones with the comic Yeah, book. with the comic books. Cuz although those were cool posters, there was just something about getting that issue. And although there those issues, I believe are also back issues. Yeah, like, they, they are. did exist, but those issues that you get from the Marvel Legends had, a, I, I believe, a different cover, and on the bottom it said "Not for Resale." Mm-hmm. So even if it, they are back issues and there is an existing uh, thing you can buy in the comic book store that is that comic or that issue, your specific one has "Not for Resale," so you know that one came from the Marvel Legends. Yeah, yeah. So action figures, man. That's that's. And I'm pretty sure the Toy Biz Marvel Legends line is, was a catalyst for a lot of people out there who were never into comic books and then realized, oh, okay, this is a thing that I can do. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's actually pretty pretty great now, too. And I, I, I honestly don't know if, because for sure, especially back then, it was mostly dudes mm-hmm. who would buy Marvel action figures. Yeah. But I, I know like some, some people, some some girls that even, you know, they would, they would see these things mm-hmm. and probably would even find it in their brother's room and those yeah. are the comics that came from the Marvel Legends action figures. Because yeah, superheroes are for everybody. Yeah, and it was a way, I guess, for people. It was um, what, what would you call it? 
a gateway for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A window. Yeah, because Philip Bars or comic book shops weren't as famous back then. Mm-hmm. and not But a they, lot of, they were always there. Yeah. Like, until now, they're still just there on the sideline. Yeah. Well, well, I guess they have a lot more prominence now. Yeah. It's, it's 2019. Yeah, and you know, with, with the Marvel movies coming out, people yeah. are more intrigued it's by it. a lot more mainstream. But, you know, getting a comic book that just you it's free with your yeah. Marvel Legends action figure, you're like, oh. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and then that for people like, where can I find more of this stuff? Yeah, exactly. And then they pass by the store like their local fill bars. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have one of these. I, I want one of these. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so it's, but enough about me, Ian. Oh, oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Hi. So What's Ian, up? it is your time to be cross examined. I am cross. We're doing good cop, bad cop. Okay, Chase is okay. gonna give you compliments oh, while I kick you in the shin. Ready? Okay, okay, okay. Yo, you, you're looking. <laughs> I, I like your, <laughs> I, I like your hair right now, man. Huh? I like your hair. It looks really good. Oh what? Oh, yeah. thank Bad you. Bad cup, go! Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Geek Detective Ian. Ian. Yes. Mr. Geek Detective. <laughs> Mr. Geek Detective <laughs> Ian. Yes. Your turn to be, I almost said back profiled. Time <laughs> to back yeah. check background me. Yeah. What? what? Time to run a background check on Ian. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> it's time for your background check and your cross examination, Mr. Detective. Could you repeat the question? Because it's okay. rather what long. Exactly, at what point in your life did you realize that, okay, like I'm a geek? Oh, yeah, yeah easy. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say not even realize because sometimes you don't really realize it. Yeah, but you, at do, the in time. Re- you do in retrospect. Yeah, like looking back, I guess what would be the moment. That because earlier on, Miggs' first answer was uh, the Civil War comic. Mm-hmm. But then when he really looked back, it was that that gray series one mm-hmm. Toy Biz yeah. Legends. So looking back, what would you think was really that moment? You're like, I think that was the time that I really got into huh. it. Okay, okay. So a little backstory. I am an only child, or rather, I was an only child for ten years. So growing mm-hmm. up. In my house, I didn't have a lot of playmates. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was a time in my childhood where I didn't go outside a lot because I was confined in the corners of my room. Because oh. I, no, yeah, no, I was <laughs> no, no. It's, it's not a bad thing. I don't regret it. It's more of because uh, no, 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 I we was were, that was more of an awe of adorable. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. I would pinch your cheeks, but you're across so the table. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Oh, here I'll touch. It's okay, brother. I'll kick him in the shin for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so anyway, what happened was throughout my entire childhood, I'd actually be a lot. Incredibly immersed in video games, especially. <laughs> yeah, say, I'd actually be incredible Hulk. Incredible <laughs> Hulk. No, but as a kid, I'd get my very first Famicom, or rather, Ooh. you know, the Japanese iteration of this Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm, yes. And my can I just clarify? Did you have the original Famicom or the one, the janky ass one that everybody else had? Because <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. couldn't get the Fam. You know that thing? There are two localization. No, there are two different versions of it. One, one where the, you have to freaking blow on the yeah, one is, You have to blow on all exactly. of them. Exactly. One is an American version, which is called the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment mm-hmm. System. And you mm-hmm. have the Japanese original version of the unit, which is called the Famicom, or, you know, yeah. for uh, the actual term, yeah. the family computer. Now, when I was a kid, my parents would tell me, or rather my... <laughs> My mom would tell me. Ooh, backstory. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. My the mom would tell begins. me. <coughs> my nah. mom and my, my uncle would tell me how they had so much fun when they were kids when they had a family computer. But then at the time when I was a kid, that thing was really cheap now because yeah. there was a PS1 already and everything. Yeah. Wait, and family, co- family computer meaning the Famicom. Yeah, the, the Famicom, yes. yeah. And usually me as a kid would be oriented with a lot of the specifics with hardware and the video games of mm-hmm. of that era like i'd know 
probably the entire history of the video game crash of 1983. That was when there was a large wow. pooping recession of video games because the market was too oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, I already told you guys about this. This when they made the ET video game for the Atari 2600, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Atari. That thing. That thing <laughs> flopped like, like bad lechon. Can so, you can you <laughs> clarify to me why it was so bad? What was wrong with this ET game? Oh, it was just. It was a very unintuitive game. No, actually, it just didn't sell well to a point where yeah. they had to bury the cartridges in the middle of what? nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's Wait, what, what? What was the gameplay like? What did you do? Were you playing as? Have ED? you played? Have you played on an Atari console before? It's very, it's very pixelated. No, yeah, it's very pixelated. But like, who are you playing as, and what are you doing? You're playing as ET. And what do you do? You're, You're trying, trying to, to get home. Oh. <laughs> well, <I'm>, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these second, these second generation consoles, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. like these these things didn't do much. But for at the time, they were they were very very big. As a kid, when I first touched the Famicom, even though the consoles at the time that were out were already the N64, like these 64 bit graphics consoles, and mm-hmm. I would have I would have to go to my neighbors to play it on their Famicom. Oh. Yeah, like through go- growing up, I'd ask my mom for specific parts or accessories just so I could go to my neighbor's house to play with the console because 90s or 80s retro game consoles had so much peripherals for everything dude, you would yeah. yeah you had the you had the Nintendo Power Glove you had the virtual <laughs> oh dude <laughs> yeah you'd have the virtual boy a lot of those the things the gun for duck yeah, hunt exactly and I, I even asked my mom before if I could subscribe to Nintendo Power because I was yeah. a I was a very big Nintendo fan growing up I wouldn't even watch a lot of TV shows like Power Rangers I only got to, got into it rather like Transformers and comic books yeah. what happened was that window opened up to me because of the source material video games would use when they'd release games mm-hmm. so well, I really got into Marvel when the very first Ultimate Alliance came out for PS2. And Ooh. I was like, man, oh. this is such an enjoyable game. I want to learn more about it. And then I got dragged into the Marvel.com website. And everything just came spiraling down. And, and spiraling up. Spiraling, spiraling <laughs> up, sorry. <laughs> it's, now, it's, a it's, a, it's a good Guys, thing. Guys, being a dork and being a geek, it's a great thing. So it just <laughs> evolved there. You know? I'm going to be honest with you, Ian. Like I spaced out for like 10 seconds there because I, when you said you're, you play as E.T. and you... You, you were really trying to go home. I was just like, Umui gonna eat <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, so you're, what you're saying is that the Super Famicom got you into gaming. No, the, the original Famicom. Yeah, rather, yeah, the, the, the Famicom got you into gaming. And because of that, because you know how throughout the years you'd have another generation. Yeah, you'd update console. your console. Yeah, so I got the N64. I didn't get the GameCube. I play from a friend and yeah. then I get everything after and now 2019 we have the Nintendo Switch and Ooh. it's just come to a point where video games are so meshed with pop culture mm-hmm. yeah. that you can learn a lot of things just from playing those video games that are based on the source material yeah. themselves yeah. I mean, especially for comic books for yeah. example yeah I mean even, even nowadays movies get their own video games sometimes. exactly yeah <laughs> so your your kind of turning point or the moment where you realized that this that was the moment that got me to this Oh, it was where I'm broke. I guess the peak of it was when I was in grade seven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a time where it was really I'm not gonna, I'm not condoning it. I'm just <laughs> this is just full transparency so that people can relate. Well, there, by all means, condone no, these, these flash <laughs> flash cartridges for the Nintendo DS and the DSi, you know, those are those are R4s, car- yeah, the those R4s. R4s, the M3 Sakuras. Yeah. yeah, I'm not condoning privacy. It's just that you say privacy. 
piracy. I said privacy. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm not, not condoning, condoning piracy. I'm not condoning <laughs> privacy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm not condoning piracy in any way. But during that time, those kinds of gaming devices were were so revolutionary for me in such a way yeah. that you could turn them into multimedia devices platforms oh, yeah. in a way that yeah. you would root an android device or you would jailbreak an iphone yeah. yeah yeah that was the turning point for me where i realized okay i'm i'm really into this and i didn't realize it yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i guess that's that's yeah so i guess th- that even is like on a whole a whole nother level of it's like mr Ro- that's why i love mr robot yeah. it's such an amazing series so mm-hmm. i mean you just share with us like the different kinds of geekdom that you fell into which is both kind of the fandom side and the tech side, like about the technicalities, about the little parts. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and the software. So that's that, that's pretty crazy. It's a, it's a different facet. Yeah, it's but a different. It's, it's pretty interesting how it all kind of stemmed from the same thing. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe in a way, the end destination is kind of similar to you guys. It's Even not, though it's not about the destination, it's the, the journey. journey. The ends just just the, the, the just means the journey to justifies the, the, the means. The, the, the thought. The, the, the last thought, Jedi. The thought flickens. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So that, that's kind of interesting how, I mean, both Migs and I got into it. So do you not have a kind of, a Kamar, I'm not even Marvel Legends, like an action figure experience that you can look back to? I mean, oh, no, I got, to your place, no I got into Transformers much earlier than you because yeah. I'd like to think, okay, this is like a little TMI, but I'm actually a carbon copy of my uncle. And mm-hmm. as an only child, I would mm-hmm. actually just hang out with my uncle. And yeah. so all of these all of these series, these franchises, I'd be introduced because of him. Especially, yeah. so he'd give me my first season one pirated VCD <laughs> copy of, what? of, no, Ian, Ian didn't of Voltron. That. Just beep it Wait, out. <laughs> can, we just, can we just highlight how, um, how, how, how VCDs, man. VCDs are great. <laughs> And that's true. I kind of wish they were still a thing. Yeah, that's I why remember like they used to have the booklets inside some movies. Like, oh, dude, like open and they would have like a booklet of how they made the movie mm. or like different yeah. characters in the movie, like a featurette. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know what I miss about CDs, DVDs, and, and maybe I guess Blu-rays mm-hmm. as opposed to what we have now. Which is, don't get me wrong, I like online streaming services. They're great. It's a very good legal ones. Legal ones. Yes, of course, Netflix and the like. Again, mm-hmm. not sponsored, but Netflix hit me up. <laughs> You know, no, but what, one of my favorite things about it is if you when, once you buy the DVD or the VCD or the Blu-ray, what have you, there's always the special features section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, Bloopers. yeah, but now in streaming services, you have to wait for them to release a separate one. Yeah, yeah. You, all you got that, but there you got you got the bloopers, mm-hmm. the behind the scenes, the lore, how they made it. Mm-hmm. It's just everything rolled up into one, and if you're lucky, you get a booklet. Or you get the special editions one. That's true. That, that comes you, with other stuff. If you think about it, given this day and age being 2019, yeah. by the time that these DVDs or these these physical copies of the material actually get released, it's yeah. roughly the same time it comes out the Mandarin and digital. That's true. So all mm-hmm. of the featurettes, all of the bonus content, the behind the scenes, the commentaries, etc., etc., they're also somewhat semi-leaked on the internet too. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's just a, it's like a paradigm shift of how things... Yeah. are now compared to what they are before. I guess I just kind of liked looking at the menu screen. Oh, and also the yeah. thrill of finding the information yourself yeah. is actually very, it's mm-hmm. very fulfilling rather than actually having just all the information yeah. ready at a click's notice. And, and some movies or, or DVDs would actually go through the trouble of doing that. 
Like you have to go click to the right, and it'll go to a little special part of the menu screen. That there's like a tiny cutscene in the menu that happens first. Yeah, and there was just I guess something super magical about you know what for all those young people. Out, I mean, we're, we're still young, but all those youngins out there who kind of never really got into Blu-rays or DVDs, VCDs. If you look, if you have a relatively older remote, and there's a button there that says menu. For a DVD, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, that's what it's like, for. I don't think anyone's going to be able to relate to having uh, going through a DVD menu. For example, Spy Kids 3D. Oh, dude. And going through the end of it and seeing that there's an actual mini game in the menu of the DVD oh, that you can play. That. Yeah, yeah. Man. And you that's can just awesome. use the arrow keys of the DVD player to control it because you're in that part where you're kind of on that that that's speed race so thing. Dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had a mini game in the DVD menu just for the people who cool. bought the copy. Man, I love Spy Kids. Yeah. Wait, before before we move on or before we wrap up and say goodbye, we're just gonna do a quick segment that I like to call Super, Super Quick Science Facts with Biggs. Ang plural ng Squid Ice Squad. And that was Super Quick Science Facts with Biggs. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much. <laughs> 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 okay, oh that's you know what I think that that's definitely gonna be. It's a perfect way to cap. Yeah, and I think that's off. definitely gonna be a running, a running. It's not even a bit. It's a running section in our mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, that's not gonna go away anytime soon. So <laughs> tune in next time for more quick science facts. Yeah. And since we, you've already gotten to know us hey, more, man, we didn't even wrap up Ian's section yet. Why oh, okay. Sorry. Why are you so excited? Oh, I don't know. We didn't. We didn't do like a final kind of. Ian, well, I mean, how are you? I am, I am fine. How I, are you do today? I am very happy to be with my brothers right now. That's uh, good. That's that, good. That's really yes, fantastic. Yes. As I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess. Okay, you know what? Can uh, I just have one last question mm-hmm. for Ian? So, would you would you say that your 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 knowledge on geekdom and what got you into there? Even if you got into the TV series and, and the action figures. A little from, later yeah, on, yeah. No, a little earlier on, you said, right? Oh no, just for Transformers. Oh, yeah, that's why I when we were comparing how many we had, I told you I had like around forty plus. Yeah, and yeah. then I got overwhelmed. You're like, what? A hundred billion? So even if you got into Transformers first before the Famicom, the Famicom, you would still say is the reason. Is more why. is a more pivotal kind yeah. of change for me. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I growing up as a kid, kind of sheltered, yeah. kind of opened up a new world for me, mm-hmm. and. In the you know in a very virtual kind of aspect yeah 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 so a I would say virtually world. that's <laughs> what helped me yeah. get into that opportunity you know, that window of geekdom yeah a well, whole new world new world what a new fantastic a whole, point we can't af- new... we can't afford that song guys all right <laughs> damn <laughs> no, and makes that is how you cap off Ian's yes thank part. you yeah. thank you but I guess it does kind of show you I mean it gives you guys a little bit of a hint on our little all our kind of personalities on mm-hmm. you know what. Kind of triggered as I mean, obviously, Ian wasn't kidding when he's our resident IT guy, tech guy, or you know, the guy with, with all the knowledge about the intricacies. Because clearly, in and of itself, the thing that really got into geekdom, besides even just the the, the whole kind of fandom, it, it's the tech part. You know, the, yeah. the Famicom. Hey, the, but you know, we're also well versed in tech. That's true. And guys, I mean, like, if you narrow it down, it's just the willingness to yeah yeah, yeah. I mean guys think nyo di ba ang hina ng wireless fidelity oh, oh my god <laughs> oh, okay this ako naman ako naman oh sige sige this is called a mic oh, oh my god <laughs> okay well you know we all have our own different specialties and then that kind of makes us special in our own way and that that yeah. is what makes our precinct 
the best. Yeah, so that's something that we hope you get to see more of and see really d- distinguish yes. all of our different specialness because is that even a word? Special. special. No special Special tour. Special, more special. Basta special. Spe- specialist, yeah. Mm. So I mean, you know, I hope you guys tune into more episodes of mm-hmm. Geek PD. We saved the spot just for you. Yeah, yep. there's, there's a bunch more coming out. Always remember that there is a geek in all of us and we are geeks. We are inside you. Yes, and the thought will always flick in. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come on. So this has been the pilot episode for Geek PD. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, once, once <laughs> Ian, again. stop breathing into your mic. <laughs> I'm gonna have Dude. to deal with nine more episodes of this. <laughs> Dude, when, 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 when they hear you're breathing, somebody's gonna look. Like, <laughs> somebody behind me. <laughs> behind you. Alrighty, well. So before anything else, we'd just like to give a big thank you as Geek PD to Podcast mm-hmm. Network Asia for giving us the opportunity and, you know, the window and, you know, the, the, the resources for allowing us to record this podcast. Migs, Dre, and I always have a hard time finding a place to record our podcasts in. And, you know, we're very lucky and very thankful to be able to, for, for Podcast Network <laughs> Asia to provide a space for us at Rear Remote Coworking Philippines. Yeah, because for reference, these two boys, Migs and Ian, do live in the north and I live mm-hmm. all the way in the south. I'm an alabanger. Basically on the other side of the world. <laughs> exactly. So we always try to find a middle point to record, mm-hmm. which always ends up to be in QC. So it's north, north that, that is middle point, Dre. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's if, not. If your other point <laughs> is Commonwealth. That's middle point. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, we just like to thank Podcast Network Asia for providing us this beautiful studio mm-hmm. at uh, We Remote Coworking Philippines. We sound so crisp, super crisp. <laughs> We're actually not shedding a microphone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Although we do like sharing our fun with everyone else as much as the other people underneath this network. So there are other podcasts. If you want to learn about them, then you can visit their website at podcastnetwork.asia. But before we fully and officially completely close up and go, <laughs> GeekVD <laughs> would like to officially rethink once again Podcast Network Asia for being really awesome. Now, they do have a bunch of other awesome podcasts under their amazing little umbrella, just like The Eavesdrop, hosted by Delamar, Monica, and Jelly. If you're interested in any kind of inspirational woman talk and that kind of stuff, The Eavesdrop is the podcast for you. And of course, we have the Halo Halo show, hosted by Rika and JC, where they talk about anything under and over the sun. <laughs> yep, another show is called Hustle Share. Hosted by Ronster. It's actually a lot of... I feel like this is more on life choices because I am financially inept. So if you need to know anything <laughs> about business entrepreneurship or finances, I think that is the podcast show for you. And also we got the Wrestling Wrestling Show by Stan Rowe, Camus, and Chino, which is all about Filipino pro wrestling, which I think is pretty cool because we actually do have that thing where people in tights jump around here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Ah yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, we still have a few other shows, like everything in between with Joe. If you didn't know, Joe's the host, <laughs> and if you are in between, that is everything she's going to talk about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and of course, if you like laughing just as much as we do, then they do have a co- comedy podcast that is hosted by James Nanong and GB of Comedy Manila, and it's called The Cool Pals. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check out those podcasts out, you can check out the website that is www.podcastnetwork.asia. This has been Geek PD, the show where we investigate movies, comic books, TV shows to infinity and beyond. Yeah, Hope go. you had a good time in the precinct. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.